Here's a theme song, you know it's not a mean song It's a good song, just as it should song American Brews and Tunes Wow, we're back! Wow! Can Hello, you believe everybody. it? I can believe it, yeah. I believe it too, because <laughs> we're here. That's this right. is episode number 107 of American Brews and Tunes. My name is Stephen Johnston. And my name is Jesse Titus. I'm pretty sure we said last week what we were going to do, but for those of you who don't remember or didn't listen, or maybe this is the first time you ever listened to us, who knows? Um, we're a podcast that does music. We, we talk about music. We do reviews, whatever we want to do music-wise, and we review yeah. beer. So music yeah. and beer, two of the best things, one place. That's exactly um, right. Like, like we said last week, we are reviewing the album Dive by I Am The Avalanche. Yes. And we are continuing the dry January with the all-out stout. Stout. From Athletic, <laughs> from Athletic Brewing Co. Yeah, Athletic Brewing Company. Yes. Yeah, so um, I've never heard of them before. Uh, do you know if they're just um, a non-alcoholic brewery? I believe so. I actually had uh, seen advertisements from them on either Facebook or Twitter somewhere. Oh, just one of those really? promoted ads. Um, and they were talking about all the non-alcoholic beers. And I was like, oh, cool, a brewery that just does those. And then I forgot about them. And then Craft Brewed started selling their stuff. At the end of that's December. So, yeah, that's so weird. I guess maybe it's just a, a choice that they made as a brewery to only brew non-alcoholic. I guess. So, I'm, I mean, they're probably doing quite a bit of business. At least um, for this month. For this month, yeah. Maybe sober October. <laughs> yeah. I don't so, know. two months out of the year, they're good to go. Yeah. But this is, uh, last week we had the Lagunitas IPNA, which was yep. kind of like it's hoppy kinda, water. <laughs> yeah, it was really weird. It wasn't very um, malty, so I'm really curious to see if, if this fake stout has malts. Yeah, if you're uh, if you're familiar with beer at all, uh, and you're familiar with the term body, the body of a beer, uh, the one last week had a relatively thin body. There wasn't really much substance there. Um, so I'm kind of expecting the same thing from this one. Uh, and if you're also familiar with beer, you know that stouts are a little bit maltier. They're a little bit sweeter with like some sort of a caramel flavor normally. Um, so I'm I'm interested to see what this beer tastes like. Same here. Uh, they do have this on untapped. And uh, here's what it says. There's a description. It says, inspired by days on the slopes and nights by the fire, all out is a delightfully smooth and soul-warming stout. Each sip delivers a silky, full-bodied mouthfeel. Uh-oh. We'll see. And pleasantly toasty finish, along with delicate notes of coffee and bittersweet chocolate. Hmm. Given the depth of flavor, it's surprisingly light and refreshing, making it the perfect beer for any time of the year. We like to pair it with warm, savory dishes in winter and light but sweet treats in warmer weather. That's a <laughs> that sounds like a PR. That sounds like a PR description. Like it has a, a rating of three point four out of five on Untapped. I just think terrible. I think, I think that's better than the uh, the Lagunitas I and IPNA. Yeah, I think so too. But 
we'll, we'll see, see. I guess these are we'll in Kenya. Uh, so, uh, let's let's give it a crack, shall we? Yeah, we'll see how their description pairs with the taste. I'm really kind of curious. It's definitely dark like a stout. It kind of smells good too. And it's mine's actually getting pretty heady for really? com- compared to last week's. Um, last week there was just some like the kind of bubbles you get from pop. Yeah. Um, this actually kind of has a head. Yeah, it looks kind of like a thick, nice and foamy head. This looks like a stout. That, it's does it smell weird to you? It does have some kind of off smell that I cannot place. The, uh, I think the issue I'm having is the scents like in my nose are separating easily. And like how normally like a stout, all the all the smells would like is coalesce the right word? They would all they would all oh, like no. gather together and they would be like they would form like one big smell. But these feel like little spears of smell coming at me. Um that's that's an interesting I can, description, I guess, of, of, I what you're, of the <laughs> way you're smelling. <laughs> they're they're really uh the, the, the scents, the different scents are all very pronounced. Like they're not they're not melding together in my nose. There's a kind of a strange scent there, but I am getting a little bit of the roasty malt flavor that you would expect on the nose, at least. Yeah, a little it bit. It smells like a, a stout. It's dark. Um, it the head dark. has drunk, but it is retaining. It's it's it looks like a, a beer, and I'm I'm drinking mine out of a uh, like one of those pub. Stout glasses that you'd expect to get a Guinness in, so it looks appropriate. Yeah. Nice. Um, I mean, I, I have a little bit more hope for this one than the uh, than the IPA from last time. I'm trying not to get my hopes up just because I had my hopes up last week, and it's <laughs> I'm going to set my they I'm were, set the bar low. <laughs> they were immediately dashed to the yeah. side of the side of the road as you took the first sip of the last one. But then again, that was Lagunitas, who typically doesn't do non-alcoholic beers. This brewery seems True. to only do non-alcoholic, so maybe, maybe they have something. I don't know. I have a s- slight, slightly more hope for that for this one. Ever so slight. Let's say yeah. we uh, we give this a try. All right, let's do it. As we always say on American Brews and Tunes. I think that was a pretty on time. It was. It sounded delayed in my ear, but <laughs> I think it's out of time. But we'll see whenever I edit it. Yeah, <laughs> it is. All right, All down right, the non-alcoholic stat- hatch. <laughs> <laughs> um, I can say that it tastes more like a stout than last week's tasted like an IPA. Yes, you're getting all of the. Uh... You're getting all the normal notes from a stout that you would get. There's like the slight breadiness, that that sort of sweetness, and then there's like the caramel flavor, a little bit of like a roasted coffee flavor almost. Yeah, and that, that kind of pulls the dryness in right behind with that roasted coffee flavor. Like a dry Irish stout almost. Yeah. But again, just like I said last week, it's like getting hit in the face with a pool noodle. Or yeah. a, a sockum bopper uh, inflatable glove. More fun than a pillow fight. Yeah. <laughs> it. Uh, I just got a nice little bit of like a nutty flavor there. That was pretty good. But I mean, the same. It's the same type of thing. There's there's hardly hardly a body. Uh, yeah. The flavors are are there. 
I, I like it more than the uh, than the IPA from Lagunitas. I agree. Um, if, if somebody offered me the Lagunitas non-alcoholic IPA, I'd be like, maybe. <laughs> but if someone offered me this, I'd say, sure, I, I will have that. Sure, why not? I think this probably would go good with a meal. Yeah, it could be, yeah. Like a pub food or something. Yeah. Um, I, I do think this tastes way more like a beer than, than last week's. So yeah. this one, yeah, I'd, I'd give this a a 3.4. It's, it's on par with untapped. Knowing yes, that I there's agree. no alcohol in here, I think they did a... I, I, and again, I have a limited knowledge of what an alcoholic beers taste like, but this is True. the best one I've ever had out of the two that I've ever tasted. <laughs> out of the two that I've tried, this one is the best. Yeah. Maybe it's just going to all go up here. If, hill I, uh, if I needed like a non-alcoholic beer to bring somewhere, I would buy this again. Yeah. Um, so it's not bad. It's leaving, it's leaving like, a, like a pretty good aftertaste in my mouth, too. It makes me think that I'm having a beer. A little bit, yeah. So I'm a kind lot, of, kind a lot of, more I can, than, the, uh, than the IPA from last week. Yeah, like I can tell it's not an actual beer, but it, I'm, I'm, I'm slightly fooled. Yeah, so, I, I, you get the, uh, it's definitely the aftertaste is definitely what f- is fooling me about it. But I actually do kind of like this one. It's not bad. Maybe it'll change as it warms up and it'll go horribly south, but we'll see. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see what it does. Anyways, let's uh, dive into I Am the Avalanche. <laughs> oh, boy. There I did is. not write that one down. That was all natural. How could you have ever thought of that joke? <laughs> it was. Uh, I had to dig deep for that one. Yeah. <laughs> all right. So, um the album Dive was written and recorded prior to COVID. Oh, okay. So they had it in the can be- at least before, what, March 15th or 20th or whenever that was of 2020. But it, it wasn't released until November of 2020. Okay. Um, and the end of November at that. Uh, it's, I honestly it forgot that it came out in the fall. Yeah, Again, like we, like we mentioned last week, this, this whole past year has kind of like ran together really weirdly. Yeah. And we like always forget <laughs> when things came out. Like a blip. Yeah. A blip and in the, the universal timeline. Kind of like in, in the Marvel Cinematic Universe that when Thanos did his little snap, I think in, in Spider-Man, they called it the blip. Yes. So that last year was our blip. Hopefully it's yes. just last year and, and no more. But... Yeah. Hopefully, hopefully it's just one year. <laughs> um, well, Dive is their fourth studio album. Yes. Um, and it was quite a gap in between this and their previous album, Wolverines. Um, it was about a six-year oh, gap. a long time ago, yeah. Yeah, um, which is kind of similar to the gap between their first two records, which was also huh. six years. Wow. So they did one album, waited six years, put out the second record, and the, I believe the second and third record came out like one or two years apart. Yeah. And then waited a while. So, but it's not because they were just like not <clears throat> wanting to do it. Um, Vinny Caruana had been really busy. He's their lead singer. Um, yeah, he has a lot of other projects, right? Yeah. So in, in the time since Wolverines, um, he released a one full length album from his other band, the movie life. Um, right. he had one solo EP, two full length solo albums, uh, one solo live record and two EPs with a side project called constant elevation. I've no, they're 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 really hardcore if you are into that. Okay, uh, but I mean, I, I think he's done some other things too in addition to that. But uh, I'm, I'm sure the rest of the band stayed busy too. Yeah, 
Most likely. Um, I actually forgot that he came out with so many solo records. Yeah, he was um, busy. I need to. I need to, to. I think I listened to one of those. Because when did when did those come out? Did one of them come out in 2018? You know what? I might have made that up. Maybe he had two EPs and one solo record. Let me look. What am I thinking? I'm, I think I'm getting my Vinnie Caruana releases mixed up. Hmm. Maybe it was one full length, two EPs. One full length, two EPs. Okay. I think. But uh, I mean, regardless, he he pumped out a lot of material, um, and it was it was really good. He had one solo EP before Wolverines was released, but it was a lot more folky, kind of like he he likened it to Frank Turner. I don't think necessarily, but it was that singer songwriter kind of vibe. Okay. Whereas the rest of his solo releases were more full band and a little more experimental, if you will. If you will. Cool. Yeah. Anyway, I'll have to give those a listen for sure. Yeah, definitely worth a listen. But I'm, I'm the I'm Avalanche. Got back together for Dive, um, and they have a guitarist and a, a songwriter named Mike Ireland. And apparently, yeah. during the Wolverine album, he only wrote a couple songs and then quit the band. Um, I oh, guess really? He, he had opened a couple bars and needed to focus on that. Um, so a good majority of Wolverines, I guess, was just Vinnie writing. Okay. Um, so he came back for this album, and apparently that was a good thing. Um, no complaints from me, obviously. The more the merrier. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, they they uh, wrote all these albums, put it together, had it in the, the can, and then COVID hit. So I'm sure they were planning on doing tours and, and all kinds yeah. of stuff in support of it, but all that changed. Hopefully whenever it, it, this whole thing dies down, eventually they will go on tour because I, w- I would love to see them again. Same here. We saw them once um, at the Smiling Moose, right? Yeah, it was. We didn't. I, I didn't know who they were, but uh, the Swellers were opening up for them. Yes. And uh, I looked them. I was like, I was like, I'm the Avalanche. Who is this weird band? So I looked them up, and uh, <laughs> their big single at the time was "The Shape I'm In." I was like, this yeah. song is awesome. It is a good song. So we went to go see them, and with the Swellers played, we loved it. And I, we went downstairs to the bar to get a, a beer. And then I heard something. I was like, this sounds like the shape I'm in. No. <laughs> and we missed the whole song. Yeah. <laughs> it was the only song I do by them. Yeah. Um, but we went upstairs, um, saw the rest of their set, and it was pretty good. I, I bought a CD and then grew to love them. Yeah. Uh, I also saw them in, where was it? I believe somewhere in Kentucky. Not Covington. Probably, but, uh, probably Louisville. It was right on the border between um, Kentucky and, and Ohio, where Cincinnati is. Oh, okay. Um, there's a, a venue called the Thompson House, but I can't remember what the actual city's called, the town. Mm-hmm. Um, but they were playing the song, um, We'll Be Back Around. And it's not one of my favorite songs, and I had to pee real bad, so I went Ain't to the bathroom. Yeah. And that song ended, and the shape I'm in came on while I was in the bathroom. I was like, this is not going to happen again. <laughs> so I peed as I peed as fast as I could, and I got back out there. <laughs> oh, that's great. May have skipped on washing my hands. I don't remember. Um, May have skipped was, on washing my hands. <laughs> I had to get out there for the song. It was too good. Yeah. Yeah, you couldn't miss it twice. You couldn't yeah. miss it again. Yeah. Uh, but uh, a lot of I Am The Avalanche albums 
are similar to like Menzinger's albums where I need to kind of sit with them for a while before they grow on me. Yeah. And this album was no different. Okay. Um, so let's let's dive into the the tracks, shall we? We shall. We shall. Right. The first song is Better Days. Yeah, this was the uh they released this as a single, right? Yeah, it was the, the first song that they released. Yeah. And again, I was kind of like, meh. It's okay. It I like I didn't dislike it. I didn't love it. Uh, but then I listened to it a ton and I grew to really like it. Yeah, same. Um, my initial reaction to this album was was kind of similar uh, to uh, to your reaction, um, but I was I was much more partial to it immediately, be- just based on what else I was listening listening to at the time when I started listening to this. Mm-hmm. Um, so it was like a really nice change of pace yeah. for this album. I- or going I had just album. been listening to the AC, new ACDC album a lot, so going into this was a, a nice change. Gruff vocals, yeah. but in a very different style. Yes, definitely. But anyway, better days. Yeah, um, chorus is really, really pretty anthemic and good, and it's got a strange structure to the chorus. Mm-hmm. Um, it's kind of longer and almost has like different parts to it, but it flows together really well, and it's a, a great sing-along chorus, I think. Yeah. Um. For those unfamiliar with I Am The Avalanche, uh, I believe, didn't uh, Vinny say, Vinny Caruana say that, like, the songs, like, really aren't too deep or anything like that. Like, they're, uh, the band is more for just, like, having fun with his friends. Yeah, it's, like, good time Actually. music and, and camaraderie. Yeah. Yeah. But it <laughs> seems like, it seems like the song is uh, essentially, like, a cheers to better, the better days that are ahead. Yeah. Sounds like it could have been written during the pandemic. Yeah. But it wasn't. It's, it's, it's very optimistic. Yeah. And I think a lot of these songs follow suit with, there are some negative dark things in the, in the album, but I think there's always a positive, optimistic touch somewhere. Yeah. Um, especially in the next song. Um, yes. Track number two is called You're No Good To Me Dead. Mm. Um, this song, like the start of the song, kind of reminds me of their second album, Avalanche United. It's got yeah. uh, that kind of vibe. Um, but it's got, like I said, um, optimistic kind of tones. Um, when he's looking at the positives and appreciating what or who you have, um, yeah, it's, definitely. it's kind of vague a hundred percent who he's talking to. Um, like, I don't know if it's like a significant other or a friend who knows, maybe a family member. Um, but yeah. it's, it's a really nice song. First yeah. couple of times I, I heard it though, I was like, is he talking to his dad? Because it sounds like he says, you're no good to me, dad. Oh, <laughs> not you're no good to me, dad. <laughs> yeah, if he was saying that, then I was like, ooh, he must not like his dad. <laughs> uh, but yeah, he like says things like pick your jaded head up and uh, various other kind of uh, encouraging lines like that in the song. You're no good. You're no good to me, Dad. Yeah. Super catchy. And I really like the last part of the last chorus right before the song ends. They go halftime and it just it turns into a rager. And I wish that they had done the entire last chorus like that, but alas, mm. they did not. Alas, they chose not to. Yeah. Good song though. Um yeah. track number three. Dive. The title track. Dive. Title track. Vinny said this, uh, he, he did a track by track breakdown. So if I ever say Vinny said, then I'm definitely referring to that. Then he actually um, did say that. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I, I can't remember. I don't have the reference specifically on hand, but he did a track by track review or breakdown on um, somewhere online. If you type in 
I am the avalanche dive track by track. You'll find yeah. it. Okay. Uh, but then he said, this is for friends and family who are suffering. Mm-hmm. Um, and again, there's optimism in this song, like the, the previous two tracks. Um, like he, he, he talks about like the nostalgic things. Like he says, good times we've had. They're ours. You can't have them back. And then yeah. later he says, um, tonight our worries, they're buried. And then the very end of that part, he says, we suffer together. No one's alone. Mm-hmm. Um, so really kind of positive. And this song has got some wild changes in like speed and sound and intensity. Yeah. Um, like post hardcore. I don't know. What, what would you like say about that? Um, yeah, I don't know. Like some parts are kind of quiet and slow and then they go into like really fast parts. Um, like classic, like punk, like whatever the drum beat is. Um, sludgy. Yeah. And then soft. Yeah. So it's, it's, it's a good mix of a whole bunch of different feels. Yeah. It was really unpredictable the first couple of times I heard it. Um, but it definitely makes for an exciting listen, I think. Definitely. Yeah. Good title track. Yeah. Moving on to track number four, which is my first recommendation. This song is Fake Weed. Mm, Uh, (laughs) (laughs) This was my favorite song um, on the first listen of the album, purely because um, in the chorus, I think they throw in a measure of three, four. They chop off a half of a measure and it's kind of cool. And they just have a really interesting um, chord progression. They choose some some strange chords throughout that uh, Mm -hmm. threw me off in a good way. Um, so it really piqued my attention and I, I was like, Ooh, this song's awesome. Yeah, it definitely is interesting. And like going from just, uh, always being four, four to being in the, having the, like this strange time signatures in the middle is really nice. Yeah. Not, not necessarily strange time signatures, but just uh slightly different to where Probably it feels. R three, four doing something like that. Yeah. Yeah. Just, it's a, uh, it makes it, what do, what do we always call it? It's like a, just a slight little bit of flavor added yeah. to. It's a very simple way to add flavor into a chorus. Ice up the song. Yeah. Ice it up. Ice up the song. <laughs> <laughs> um, it sounds like he might be singing directly to a specific person on the song because there's mm-hmm. some details in the verses that are unique to, I would assume, one person's situation. Yeah. Um, and it's it's... Hard to tell specifically what he's saying, but the, the choruses are a little more vague, and I feel like you could apply that to your own situation, mm-hmm. um, which is probably intentional. Um, but very, very catchy song. Yeah, it definitely is. Yeah. Um, next on to the next song? song, track number five, which is Love Song 69. Yeah. And it, it is indeed a love song. Yeah. Um, they slow it down quite a bit. Start off with just a... Uh, Strumming guitar, slightly overdriven. Oh, yeah. Um, and I, th- I feel like Vinny's voice is like kind of shines through in the beginning of this song quite a bit. I think so, too. Like, it's, it's not very prominent. Like, it's not like super loud or anything, but. He's not doing the gruff thing from the get go. Yeah. Yeah. I thought the like the first time I heard this, I thought it was just going to be. Um, like those vocals and guitars slow the whole time, mm-hmm. but I was wrong. <laughs> um, whenever he comes in with "As soon as you woke up," it gets yeah. really heavy and awesome. Uh-huh. 
Um, not that it wasn't awesome before, but it's a jam. Yeah. Uh, the, uh, the slower songs on this, on this album are, I'm more partial to, I guess. Yeah. It's a good change within the album to, uh, add a little bit of flavor <laughs> as it were. <laughs> the, the pacing on the album I think is done very well. Yeah, I think so too. Uh, regarding the title of this song, Vinny said <laughs> um, the title is an homage to 69 love songs by the magnetic fields. So it, it's a spe- very specific reference. Okay. Um, he, he said he wrote this one on my mini guitar slash ukulele in bed, feeling extremely hungover and grateful. <laughs> <laughs> feeling very <laughs> Extremely grateful and hungover, huh? Yeah, so I'm assuming he wrote this for his wife. Yeah. Yeah, with the line, the only easy part is loving you. Yeah. It's, yeah, I like, like that the, a lot. the chorus or refrain. I'm not really sure what it would be, but he repeats that. Yeah, a lot. like as, as hard as life gets sometimes, that's never difficult for him, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. Pretty cool. I like it. Moving on to number six. Are you listening? Question mark. Mm hmm. Uh, another song <laughs> <am>. that <laughs> that reminds me of the Avalanche United sound, but it, ha- it has okay, a touch yeah. of Wolverines, like with the tempo and pacing. Yeah, um, I think there's a nice uh, dynamic change between the verses and chorus. Yeah, um, chorus is big and anthemic. Um, and again, another optimistic song talking about hardships and uh, showing that you're not the only one struggling. Yeah, in terms of a rager at the end. Yeah, definitely. It's a it's a really good song. That's all I have to say about that. So moving on yeah. to track number seven. This song is called Tokyo. Uh, it's my second recommendation. Good song. It's a uh, song referencing someone specific. Oh yeah, it's it's fairly obvious. It's it's about yeah. Tony Sly. Yeah. Um and. The, f- the first verse, he's, he's talking about when he heard the news of Tony Sly's passing. Yeah. And it, it kind of sounds like he sang a show that night. Yeah. Um, second did. verse is about being in Gainesville in Florida. Yeah. And reminiscing to himself about how that's where Tony Sly performed his final show. Mm-hmm. Uh, but he also sings the line that he was there being sick off of pain pills. Yeah. So he could stand because he had back pains. It's too oh. little references in there because the song the shape i'm in is about him being like he had a, i don't know if it was a back surgery or injury and he had pain pills and that caused him some problems hmm. so that specifically is what the shape i'm in is about okay he would have been writing that song around this time when tony sly passed oh wow um, but also tony sly um, had an accidental overdose i believe on alcohol some other things and pain pills yeah so it could be a reference to that as well. A little kind of dark reference, at least. Yeah. Um, the uh, the chorus in this song is is really catchy as well. Super catchy. And it also is like uh, a positive, has a positive spin on it when he says, I can't wipe the smiles off our faces. He's, he's reminiscing. Um, this, yeah. And the song is called Tokyo. Um, and I was like, maybe they did a show in Tokyo together. So I looked it up and uh, it was Mike Ireland when he left the band. He was talking about like a lot of the good memories he had. And he said one of his favorite memories was eating sushi in Tokyo with no use for a name. Hmm. So they definitely 
were were touring together and had good times in Tokyo. So this is more. I mean, there's, there's some dark stuff in here, but it's it's a positive reminiscence, kind of like yeah, in a better definitely. place. And earlier in in what whatever that song is, dive. He says, "Throw one back for our fallen friends." Yeah. So there there you go. Connections. Yeah. Just a all around good song. Really good song. Yeah. Mm-hmm. A little bit faster than some of the other ones. Yes. Uh, the next song, number eight, is called Concrete. And there's some some more post-hardcore stuff, kind of not 100% similar, but kind of like Dive, where he's not really singing, but he's got more of that like screaming spoken word kind of thing. Yeah. Um, only to come back with a super melodic chorus. So it's it's kind of a cool juxtaposition there in this song. Yeah, the song starts off with like a really catchy guitar line that is... I believe it's the melody, right? Yes, yeah, this the melody that pops in the chorus. Do 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 Yep, and then he goes into the the first verse and he is kind of like scream oh, talking. Yeah, we're good. Yeah. We wake up. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but good song. Yeah, I agree. I enjoy it. Moving on to the penultimate track. Yes, just called Earthquake Weather. Exactly. The solid mid-tempo jam again. <laughs> uh, it's. I mean, th- this isn't really a standout track. I like it a lot. Um, but my favorite part of this song is when the chorus kicks in. Um, instead yeah. of being this huge chorus, uh, the, the drums come in with a, a beat riding on the tom. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's, it's kind of a cool way to transition into a chorus, I thought. Yeah. Good song, though. I agree. I like it. Um, I don't know. There's not much else to say about that song for me. Um, I think there's more to say about the next track. Yeah. The earthquake weather and concrete were the probably the least standout tracks to me on the album. I agree, but they placed them well because number 10, I think might be the best track on the album. Uh, yeah, it's my favorite song on the album for sure. The song's called morning. The morning. Yes. Yeah. And what's the thing where they say Oh, I was gonna say it's like the centerpiece of the album, even though it's yeah. the, even though it's the yeah, last track. The last track, yeah, yeah. I wouldn't call it their magnum yeah. opus because they have some other bangers, but this one's definitely an epic closer. Yeah, hundred percent. On my it's initial a, listen, I was a little underwhelmed at okay. first, like when you're just hearing the guitars and vocals, and then this organ, like this droning organ, kind of creeps in. Yeah. Um, and that lasts for almost a minute until the chorus kicks in. And oh, you're like, man. Holy, the chorus holy is just cow. so good. Yeah. It's a rager. That, yeah, the way the way they build up to the to the chorus where he says, And all I ask of you. Oh, it's, it, uh, so it's so good. Yeah. Got these these blasting halftime drums um pitted against these guitars that are strummed way faster. Like the, the guitars are like really, really strumming fast, yeah, and rapid, and like hearing those together, it's just really a cool song, um, almost droney like in the chorus. It's just a huge, huge chorus, yeah, and it makes you look forward to that chorus every single time. Exactly, because like yeah, they go yeah, back I, to a verse, and you're like, oh, it's coming back. I know yeah. it. <laughs> I can imagine them playing this at a show and just being like, everyone like just jumps and jams out. During the yeah. chorus. And, the, and it's probably be like a one where people bring out their lighters during the verse. Yeah. <laughs> it's soft and flowy. 
Yeah. The bridge is really interesting. Mm-hmm. They ch- change keys into this um, ar- arpeggiated guitar part, and it's yeah. almost out of left field. It's a little awkward getting into the bridge because it comes out of nowhere, but it yeah. flows back into the chorus almost perfectly. Yeah. It's so weird. It's so, like, this song, like, of the building up and then the calming back down, it's like... Like, like they go in waves, kind of like the Decemberists, and it's just yeah. fantastic. Well, uh, what do we what do we learn in music theory, Steve? What A B A C A is the oh, song course. structure? You can do whatever you want in the in the third section. I was about to say the letter in section, but as long as you come back to A, <laughs> as long as you come back to the chorus, it'll all work out. <laughs> Yes, if you follow that formula, it will always work out. <laughs> always, never fails. <laughs> I think Vinny and, and the gang knew that, and they definitely wrote this song to a formula. <laughs> I mean, it's a formula for a reason, but you know. Yeah, I mean, this is definitely this is definitely my favorite song on the album. Same here. It wasn't the fir- upon my first listen, um, but it didn't take many listens for that to switch. Yeah. Yeah. It's got a good message too. Yeah. Um, I think it seems like he's like apologetic for his shortcomings and mistakes, but he's asking for leniency to whoever he's speaking to. Yeah. Um, so it, it, he's like kind of talking about the human condition. I like, I, I can't remember what he says. We all make mistakes. I know that some of them were mine. Yeah. Um, but he's got an I optimistic, again, optimistic touch. Mine. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I mean, that's a, I feel like that's a message that, that most people can relate to. Um, oh, absolutely. I can if, definitely unless you haven't lived, um, yeah. Unless you have, ne- you've never made mistakes yeah. before. But we all have, yeah. Just a a great way to to end the album, and I, I do think that it is kind of the uh, uh, the crux of the album for me. Agreed. Anyway. That's probably a better word than centerpiece. Yeah, it uh, it, it it drives the message home of the whole album. Yeah, they 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 said that this was written. Sp- intentionally uh, like i don't know if it was written intentionally as a closer but as soon as they wrote it they're like this is the last song that's going to be on the album yeah so they knew yeah it just makes sense based on every everything else thematically happening in the album even musically as well like they kind of bring back a whole bunch of stuff oh yeah in the last song all the quiet stuff all the all the heavy guitars all the screaming all the quiet singing yeah they pulled everything out of the book for yep. this one. Yeah. All in all, uh, I think it's a really great record. It's, it's consistent throughout. Yeah, I agree. I don't think that there's necessarily a standout single track to the same degree as our previous records. Yeah. Um, but that doesn't diminish this album at all, I don't think. No, I don't um, think so. Yeah, I, I, that wouldn't deter me from ever listening or saying that this is a good or bad album. I, I think it's just really, really solid. Yeah. And I mean, I prefer to listen to albums straight through, so... This is perfect for that, and it yeah, fits in with the "I'm the Avalanche" brand, like the camaraderie. And this is like a, lo- a good, a good song to, a good album, I think, to to hear with friends. Which is why, like we said earlier, it would be great to see them live because they they'd probably do a lot from this album. Yeah, I would, I would assume so. Yeah, um, and it's only it's only about twenty nine minutes long, so it's a it's a real easy listen. Yeah, um, I think most of their albums are, are on the shorter side. At least they're this one and Wolverines are like ten songs each. Good yeah. short listens. Yep. 
Yeah. yeah Hopefully they don't take another six years before they release <laughs> another one. Yeah, I'm hoping they don't as well. Yeah. Because um, I, after listening to this album, I have grown to like them more. Yeah. Um, gotta dive into their back catalog again. Yeah, I wouldn't say like I respect them more after this album. Um, that's I, I do respect them more after this album, but like <laughs> okay. I was gonna say, what? It's, that's not the right phrasing. I didn't I didn't phrase that correctly. Yeah. Um, I liked them before. Um, what was I don't even know where I was going with that to be honest. I like them more. Yeah, I like them more. Yeah, not Good that deal. I didn't like them before. That's what I'll say. Good deal. Same here. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't all of a sudden find a brand new appreciation for the band. I just <laughs> reinvigorated. I don't know. Yeah, yeah, that's a good way to yeah. say. It. That's a good way. To, a good way to put it. It reinvigorated my my enjoyment of the band. Oh, good deal. <laughs> um, looking forward to next week. Big week. Um, I think we're finally going to delve into some albums we've been talking about for a while. Yes. Um, we're going to be reviewing um, what I've been listening to for on and off for a little while is the album Igor by Tyler, the creator. Yes. And what Jesse has been listening to is because the internet by Childish Gambino. So is that um, a doozy or what? It's a doozy. That'll be the next two episodes. So one will be next week and one will be the following, which will be, I believe, the last two dry January episodes. Yes. Um, Speaking of dry January, what do you think of this beer as after it's warmed up a little? Um, I don't know. It still kind of tastes the same. Yeah, I don't really think any new flavors have opened up. I think maybe it got a little sweeter, perhaps. Yeah, there are fewer uh, bitter notes. Yeah, or maybe we're just more accustomed to acclimatized to the bitter notes that it yeah it could be it's i mean salt. again it's uh i don't know it's a non-alcoholic beer <laughs> it is <laughs> what it is it is it is strange um i would still prefer to have a regular beer over this but for Dang. dry for dry january this gives you a little bit of a taste of a stout i mean it is malty yes it way is, more malty it does, than my it does have the caramel sweetness it has the the, roasty uh, malties. Yeah, the roasty malties. <laughs> um, so overall, it's a pretty good beer. I like it. Yeah. What the, say we give it one last cheers and sign off. Sounds good. All right. As we always say on American Brews and Tunes. She'll <laughs> think uh, that was good, but not great. We'll see it whenever I cut it. Yeah. Who knows? And the hatch. Ah, once again, my name is Stephen Johnston, and my name is Jesse Titus, and this is American Brews and Tunes. Here's a theme song, you know it's not a mean song, it's a good song, just as it should song, American Brews and Tunes. Shibbity-beebity-day!